Welcome to Grind, Grind, Sell, Sell, Elevate, Elevate, with your host, Tizer Evans, a podcast dedicated to bringing you the top minds in all areas of business, entrepreneurship, sales, and leadership. Let's elevate together. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me on Grind, Sell, and Elevate. This is your host, Tizer Evans, and I'm here with uh, Pascal Bachman out of North Carolina, but I don't think that's where he's originally from. But Pascal, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, North Carolina. I come from Switzerland, but I enjoy it here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, if you could uh, please introduce yourself. I know you've got a tremendous amount of experience across a lot of different industries and realms. Uh, so if you could give us a, a short bio on who you are and what you've done and you know, kind of what you're focused on now. Sure. Uh, I grew up in Switzerland. I was a rebel, no parents. So that's what most kids turn into, rebels. And uh, yeah, I did pretty much everything you shouldn't do in my childhood. I grew up in an orphanage uh, and just did what I feel was right back then. So I came into the wrong crowd and, and drugs and alcohol and fights and all that stuff was part of my life. And then there was a time when I realized, okay, you should, you probably should change. And I joined the martial arts, uh, martial arts uh, center. And the master there, it was Taekwondo. He was Korean. He was a Vietnam vet- veteran, world champion in different categories. And he kind of became like, like a father to me. I started to work out seven days a week. Uh, so this was my life and I learned to be responsible. I learned to, to commit to something and actually do it. I didn't start to stay white belt. I wanted to be black belt and go on. I wanted to become a world champion. So I did everything until I was fighting at the world championship in Taiwan, Taiwan 1996, I believe. And I lost and I got mad because the other guy was not better, he was faster. And I got so pissed, so I changed into Muay Thai because I wanted to see the guys fall when I hit them and not just touch me and get a point. So I changed into Muay Thai, used the elbows and all that stuff. And, and I decided to go to Thailand for three years in and out and, and uh, uh, started to do Muay Thai, earn my money in my life uh, with that. And, and uh, before I came into the top 10, I uh, had a bike accident, bicycle, which pretty much ended my professional career back then. And I needed to find uh, something new that makes me happy and that I feel like I can find fulfillment there. Which uh, So I joined a hospital, traditional Chinese hospital, and they, they did all this acupuncture and all this weird stuff back then to me. And and I got healthy and, and thought like, hey, I need something else in my life, something new, something that I, I'm looking forward to achieve. And I decided to study in that hospital. Uh, once I had all the diplomas and worked for them, I went back to Switzerland, opened a practice for Asian therapies. That was my first business. I had that for 10 years. And uh, yeah, down the road, I... I opened seven businesses in three different industries in Switzerland. We, one of it was a, a franchise with 13 branches. We scale up to 20 millions without any advertising, no social media, absolutely nothing, just word by mouth. 
And then I had a bankruptcy because of a few things that, uh, yeah, that were given into my path to learn for any reason. The main reason why I went into that bankruptcy was one of the main investors that gave us a verbal agreement and, and yes, we're going to do and invest $50 million, passed away the day before we signed a contract. I remember, uh, called the guy in the evening, say, I wanted to say, hey, everything fine tomorrow, I'm, I'll come and visit you. It was an eight hour drive from Switzerland to Germany. The guy didn't pick up. A few, day, a few hours later, I got an email from his wife, dear Mr. Bachmann, I'm sorry to tell you, but my husband passed away yesterday night. And I did some strategic mistakes and signed different other contracts because I knew that the, that guy's in the boat and, and, and that, yeah, that was a mistake. And within three months, I lost all my retirement money, all my real estate, eight-figure bankruptcy, and uh, I had two little kids, five and six. So I was in a place where I seriously thought about how do I go on? How do I go back into the game? Do I even want to go back? How do I rebuild my confidence? You know, all these questions. And it was time for me to, to have a mentor who lead me through this process, who teach me and show me how to rebuild my confidence, negative emotions, limiting beliefs, you know, all that stuff. So I went into personal development. And uh, yeah, today... A few years later, uh, I'm stable and happy back in business now in the U.S. with my wife. And uh, we decided to, to not just build that business with a stable foundation and an inspired team, but we built something that we 10x what I had before because we, we just come from a different place. I always say that when I look back at my business years, the first third of when I worked was for money. The second third was I made myself and others believe that I'm not going for money, it's for value. And today, after all that stuff, money for me is a positive and nice side effect that I absolutely love and enjoy. But I come and start or work from a different place. It's, it's from the place of love, giving, and really provide value because I, I truly believe that today's society needs leaders and need people who tell them what to do and how to do it. Uh, yeah, and this is what I do today. I empower doers, goal-getters, achievers, qualifier. I really just work with those people uh, to become healthy leaders in business and life. I believe business and life should always be considered as one. And, and that's what I'm doing. I, I, they basically come to me and say, hey, this is where I am with my business. This is where I want to go. These are all my problems. How do I get there? So we provide the strategy and I have a concept that I lead them through to become who they can or should be to perform on the highest level possible. Well, thank you for the, the background and context to what you're doing. Um, you know, a lot to, to uncover there. Uh, I don't think we have, we have enough time. We could be here all night talking about some of the things I'd, I'd want to talk to you about. Um, I did want to talk to you 
uh, you know, start kind of specifically when you went through the bankruptcy and, um, you know, lost everything more or less, was it, you know, a lot of people would, this is, you know, so hard for them to control. Right. And I'm pointing out my mind for, I'm a podcast. So, uh, control the mind. So did you start with controlling your body, having that kickback, uh, kickboxing, movie tie background? Was it just like, okay, if I'm going to reset, let's just reset my temple and go there. Or what was the first thing you kind of pivoted to, to get yourself out of that funk? It's, it's funny. Uh, I remember back then I, I visit my doctor and uh, he told me, hey, I know you're not crazy, but you should talk to a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. a neutral person, because there's so much going on in such a short period of time. You, you need to talk to a professional. And I did. After three times talking to the guy, I went back to my doctor and told him, hey, I think we can stop. And he said, why? What's happened? I say, you know, the guy do let me write down all my, my uh, uh, how do you say, when I own someone money, uh, like the bank lo- lo- loaned me money, then I, I am, I'm in debt. Yeah. Oh, in debt, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all my debts, I need to write it down and then look at it. And they ask me, so how does that feel when you look at that and see that and you know, all that stuff? And I told my doctor, see, the thing is, I fascinate the psychiatrist. He said, what, what do you mean? And then I, I told him, see, in the third session, the psychiatrist told me, hey, Mr. Bachmann, I'm really confused. I have people here every single day who have not 50% of the problems you have. They cry here on the floor. They turn into alcoholics. They consume drugs. They want to do suicide. And you sit in this chair, smiling to my face. And the worst thing is, I believe you. How do you do that? And and I, I just felt like I'm doing nothing. I just... I just don't let my emotion or don't allow my emotion and these external things to control how I feel. Because for me, it was always all these debts are here because there was a deal with someone who did the deal to make profits. And the worst case scenario is immer I lose the money. It's immer it's German. It's always I lose the money. And, and they lost the money, worst case scenario. And for me, I felt like there's someone up there who's taking care of me. I have a roof over my head. I have enough food every single day. Uh, and I learned early through martial arts probably to just have the discipline to get up. I felt like if you get knocked down, there's just one way you can go on. You have to get up. And, and I think that's part of who I became just to be consistent, to, to not let anything or anyone put you down. You, you get up and just go on. But I admit I had a hard time for about three months. Uh, it was not easy because, like I said, I had two little kids. I didn't know how, how do I generate money. Uh, what do I do? And, and how, how do I go from here? How do I rebuild? And, and all this stuff was bothering me, of course. But the main thing for me was, I believe that that the, the mindset 
was at the place at this time where I knew that I'm in control of my emotions if I want to. Mm. And, and, and that was something like, like you, you mentioned, it's probably from the martial arts because in martial arts, you just turn off pain, for example. Pain is a decision. You turn it off. You get, you get punches everywhere. If you feel that, you're done. So you need to be able to turn that off. And, and I think that's something I adopted, the concept of turning something off. Uh, yeah, it worked out for me. And, and I think that that was a big part of martial arts. Yeah, yeah well, I appreciate that. And, um, you know, I'm a huge believer as hard as it can be as well as it like, you know, a situation happens and you're in control of the reaction, right? Like you give meaning to the situation always and, and a lot of times we don't realize that we're in so control of that that meaning or that emotion that we invoke right no one else does we, we do um so how do you maybe help clients that can be very reactive start to become a bit maybe more i don't know if stoke's the right word but be in control and look at the journey for what it is as opposed to being reactive to it the way how i do that and work mm-hmm. with my client for yeah. me it, it's always not just for my client, for myself as well. I have I have my strategy and how I do things. First of all, and we all know that from marketing, it started with the goal in mind. So I really, I, I'm aware of my story today. And I ask myself, is this who I need to be to achieve my goal that I'm looking for? And, and the answer is no, I'm not. And then I really define my goal and I write down what I want as if already achieved. Mm. And, and then I have, I have a strategy on, you know, like meditation. I, I, uh, I close my eyes. I go into the future. I have that picture where I see exactly the picture of the result that I'm going for. And I go into the future and place that in my timeline at that picture and and so I kind of visit the future and try to feel how I feel when I achieved it. That's the first step for me. And then I know I'm not that person that is able to achieve that goal yet. So the question appears, who do I need to become? Who is that person who live with that goal. And this is what I do with my clients. I, I ask them, write down your current story, your beliefs, what do you believe? And, and, and write down what you want instead, the new story. And all we do in the process is really to replace the story and they need to start believe the new story. And, and I love what you said before. That's another thing that I actually implement often. I think that all these emotions and shiny objects and, you know, all those things that we all have, that we realize that nothing on this earth have a meaning. It's all meaningless. You, me, our kids, our spouse, our wife, our goals, it's all meaningless. It's neutral. The only meaning something have is the meaning that I give to it. And if I learn that concept, and, 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 and be aware of that I am in control to what I give, what meaning, then I really can shift my focus to the things that I want 
and and where focus goes, energy grows. Uh, yeah. And this is this is uh, what I practice with my clients to really focus on the things that they want to achieve, have the goal ready, break it down in milestones. And, and, and just go from there step by step and have the patience uh, and, and just let it grow. No, I, I love that. And I, I wrote down that whole sentence. Is this who I need to uh, become in order to accomplish my goal? You know, because there is, there is such a, and you didn't know this. I did a podcast with, um, about two hours ago with a lady in Northern California. And we were talking um, about, about goal setting and, and mapping your goals and that was one thing we didn't cover, though, was right, is that it's great to set stretch goals and it's great to, to map, you know, have a roadmap like you're talking about. But you still have to be conscious of your skill set and the skill set you need or even your conduct of character, which, you know, like we were uh, before we jumped on, we were talking a little bit about, you know, you, you fasted before and the diet, uh, whatnot, and also part of your conduct of character. So maybe touch on that a little bit, too, about who you build in that process in order to hit your goals? Uh, the concept that I built uh, is called the core four. And the reason why I started to do that is I had the practice for Asian therapies, like I said before, for 10 years. And, and I realized that 95% of all the clients came with self-inflected civilization diseases. All these problem, health problems were the result, or most of them, from living a lifestyle that these people choose to live consciously or subconsciously. Yeah. And, and when I went deeper and we did study internally about that, we realized that most health issues were the result of people living against their core values every single day. So they got up in the morning and, and another day working for a boss that they worked already 15 years for that they didn't like. Another day in a relationship that I'm in already 10 years that I'm not happy. You know, all that greediness, frustration, that anger create strokes, heart diseases, cancer and all that stuff. Yeah. So, and back then when I realized that and we had more than 20,000 clients that we did, uh, I asked myself, how about prevent prevention? Why do I need to fix them? Uh, how can I prevent things from happening. And that's why I call, I call it the core four because of all the results or all the issues that I was confronted with. And the core four is, is a health, mind, harmony, and wealth. So every time someone comes in with a business problem or challenge, I say, okay, this is what we do. We start with your health. And health, it's all about body, nutrition, exercise and wellness. Wellness is a combination of two words, well-being and fitness becomes wellness. So I tell them how to eat correctly. I tell them how to move. Don't, don't have to go to gym, play tennis, buy a dog and, and walk every day or do something. <laughs> and, and But the main thing is I, I need them to understand that your body need to be able to go through the storm. It's going to be bumpy. You're going to face challenges. And if your body is not strong enough physically, you will be at the place where you give up earlier as if it would be fit, the body. And, and so we, we built that body. The second one, we go into mind. Mind is all about purpose. Why am I doing what I do? 
what is my ID again, my identification? Who am I truly without a job description, relationship and all that? If I take all that away from me, who and what is there left? Who am I? So operating from, from the true me uh, into the future, which is the vision and then the mission. Uh, am I on mission with everything I do every single day in the way I think, act uh, and, and talk? Uh, so we have that clarity. And the third part is, is uh, harmony, which is all about love. Love what you do and do what you love. And this is where we talk about relationships with your creator, with your spouse, with your girlfriend, husband, whatever it is, uh, with your clients, with yourself, and also having fun in life. So many entrepreneurs don't do the hobbies that they did for 20 years because they now have a business. There's no space for that. And, you know, the, the balance is not there anymore. And, and my approach is investing the time for you and the things you love to do contributes to your being and you are happier in your business because you are fulfilled and you're able to, to, to have more impact because of that happiness. So, but the main point, point before we go to wealth, pillar number four is, if people have that healthy, strong body, if they have the clarity and clear mindset, if they have harmony in their life, now they can talk about business and the problems because now they are a bit different person. They show up as a different person. Often these problems are not around, they disappear. And they ask like, what, what happened? Now you are not the same person anymore like two months ago. You show up as a different person, therefore you have a different impact. Impact leads to success and success can lead to financial freedom or to fulfillment or whatever it is for the individual. So I always go through these four pillars because I truly believe that this is the foundation that we all need as leaders in business and life. So many people forget that business is just part of life. And, and, and I believe we need that frame, all of us. Yeah, and that was great. Um... I love it. You know, health, mind, harmony, and wealth. And you can't get to wealth uh, truly unless I feel like you have the other three. Uh, because wealth, like to your point, I think that the way we place the concept of what wealth is and Western society is much different than a lot of the world uh, places, what wealth may be. Um, you know, it, it can be uh, your, your connection with God. It could be connection with family. And in most of the parts of the world, that's really is what wealth is, Right. Uh, so we, we, we do things uh, backwards, unfortunately, uh, but I love that you start with health because, you know, I've, I've had my own journey. And uh, for those I've seen uh, Pascal with his shirt off, he's pretty jacked. So, uh, yeah, yeah, he takes he takes good care of himself. Um, and, you know, so many people, I think that um, COVID really exposed that. Right. Like, you know, it really showed like I said that we wouldn't have had a, a, a quote unquote a pandemic if people would have been healthy, like, like it didn't really, you know, it was already 99.6% survival rate anyway, but like it, it, who was it hitting? It was hitting all the people with the core morbidities that were deficient in vitamin D, you know, they weren't out walking their dog. Um, and so it, it's just, we have such a, so far to go with the, the way we, we treat our, ourselves. 
I completely agree. Self-responsibility for me is the key there. I'm writing a book right now. Actually, the book is written. We, we, we start to uh, look into a strategy when and where to launch because it's a trilogy. The first book in English for me, and it's called Irresponsible Society. Mm. And, and I write about why do we live in the world that we live in? It's probably not Obama. It was never Trump. It's not even Biden. It's probably you and me in all yeah. areas of life. And, yeah. and what you said with, with uh, the pandemic and all that stuff, I, I'm, I'm, I'm such a big believer in self-responsibility. It's never anybody's fault. It's always on me how I react to any situation. And it starts like back with the health. That, that's why I actually uh, sold everything and went into prevention because I... The, the, the clients that we treated, they had it all. Politicians, famous people, they had money, they had cars, they have houses, they have everything. But they came with the strange idea. And, and most people are like this. And that's part of, uh, I'm telling a story when I do speeches. And that goes like, all these people, they mess it up. They get unhealthy. Now they come and say, hey, you are the expert. Here's money. Fix my problem. And they expect you to make them healthy because they paid you. And I, I just don't get that concept. Mm. Where's the self-responsibility? You move the responsibility again, even, you, even if you're sick and have a problem, to someone else. And that yeah. is something that is mind-blowing for me. Like even in that situation, I think you should start to think and say, what can I do to be healthy for the rest of my life and not go to someone, pay them and expect them to fix you? Yeah. Well, I mean, a hundred percent and, you know, self, uh, I'm a huge proponent of self-discipline and self-accountability for all those reasons. And, you know, that's the thing I think that's been frustrating. And, you know, for us that have kids that you think about is that you've definitely seen this, you know, to your point, it's all Obama's fault. Trump comes in, then everybody on the other side of the aisle, whatever, freaks out. It's all Trump's fault. Biden comes back. It's all but No, it's our fault as a society for not taking control of our own lives, right? Like your, your every habit that you have, everything that you do throughout the day is a vote for yourself in the future, Right. And so we just we completely relinquish our power to other people and go, well, they did this to me or they did that to me or I didn't have this start. And then they just turn over their power to everybody else. And, and then nothing ever gets solved. And it's just to me, also, too, it's just mind blowing how much of that can be prevented. Yeah, completely agree. And, and I think that that's why I said in the beginning, I truly believe that that today's society need leaders. They yeah. need people to who tell them what to do and how to do it uh, and true leaders. What I mean by that is not these fake gurus who read a book or want to make some money and go online and sell something that doesn't work. People who live what they preach. So I, for example, I had seven businesses in the, in the past 25 years, three different industry. I, 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 I was a professional athlete for years. Uh, I have the aspect or the view from a health, from the health industry, because I had this practice for 10 years. So the entrepreneur, the health guy, like I know what I'm talking about because I live that life for 25 years with ups and downs and all that stuff. And, and, and 
I know that I provide value based on experience and not based on books or my friend said and told me. And, and today we have, we really need to be careful who we listen to online. I, 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 talk, I echo that a thousand percent. I tell people they go from a, you know, self-help book to self-help book, you know, be very careful because uh, one, you get too many mixed messages and two, you don't know if they're full of shit. I'm not going to listen to a guy on how to run a million dollar business if he's never ran a million dollar business. I mean, just, you know, that's just, that just should uh, be, be common sense. Um, you know, when you, when you look at helping, I want to specifically focus on, on men a little bit to become more well-rounded and not be one or two dimensional. I think you know, a lot of us men get pigeonholed into uh, making money and procreating. And, and that's really what we fixate our lives on. Um, is it hard or is there anything that you can help um, bridge a gap for your clients that maybe don't have a spiritual connection to a creator and you help them become more well-rounded or multi multi-dimensional? Yeah, I think it's part of the process. And, and actually my daughter's here from Switzerland. She turns 18 in a few days. Uh, yeah, nine days. And uh, I ask her these questions that are for me very essential, again, for every human being, especially for entrepreneurs. And I think that is the bridge. One of the questions I mentioned that before is, who are you? Mm. If I take everything away from you, your friends, your family, your relationship, your past, your emotions, your name, what you do, if we take all that away and you look in the mirror and you ask yourself, who am I? Without all that stuff, 99% of today's society is not able to answer that question and the same for my daughter she came up she had, she really struggled to answer that question but i do that exercise with 40 years 40 years old business owners who make millions they don't know either and my yeah. daughter for example what i told her is hey see we are here in that body that body is alive and, and everything functions and we do the stuff maybe you have problem to answer that question because you look from the wrong perspective, from the perspective of a human being through your eyes. And we forget that we can see without our eyes. And she was like, huh? okay, close your eyes. Imagine a blue elephant crossing the stage. Simple exercise. What did you see? A blue elephant. How can you see that? You close your eyes, right? Stuff like that to make them realize maybe there's something else that must exist because I just experience it. And then I tell them, maybe don't look at this as a human from a human perspective, because there is something within you. If that leaves your body, your body doesn't function anymore. It's gone. We call that that dead. Someone died, body is still there. You can see it. Nothing moves. The heart doesn't pump, nothing. So there is something else that merges with your body and brings your body alive. Maybe you should look from that perspective, trying to answer that question. What else could there be, could there be as just matter and flash? And then the, she, she went into that and she had a pretty good answer. And it went into the spiritual part, even though some people don't believe all this stuff, they don't have to believe anything, but they can face the truth and reality 
there must be something within us that brings us or makes us alive. And, and, and that was, that, that's one part to really, to really spend time and not just ask that question and write something down. We, we sit down for hours and they have homework and they need to figure that out and I'll lead them and guide them through with different questions until they are in an area where they realize it must be like this. I'm in the right area. I start to feel comfortable. So they built that connection. And then the same thing with the goal, right? What, what I explained before, what is your vision and all that stuff? And to really make them realize, are you able to visit that place now? Pablo Picasso said, everything you can imagine is true. Uh, close your eyes and imagine that. Now go there, be there. How does it feel? How, how does it feel? And, and to really send them into their future and spend time there on a regular basis so that it becomes their reality. And now we have these two things. We have that, that, that vision. They start to know who they truly are. And now they have like a compass, a straight line. Everything else is not important anymore. If I want to go there and I know who I am, what is my mission? How do I get there? What do I need to do? And, and they start to learn to say yes and no, because the question they ask themselves with everything that appears, will this yes contribute for me to achieve my vision faster or not? Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think this is, this is kind of like I, how I try to build that connection. Uh, because most of the time when they figure these two things out, they come up with questions. Uh, and, and, and then we are in the topic, which I believe is, is super important because it, it, it is also about our belief system. Why am I here? Am I an accident? No, I'm here for a reason. I have a purpose. And, and, and what is my personal highest point of contribution? I got gifts, I got talents. I love to do a certain things. Why don't I spend majority of my time with the things that I'm good at and the talents that I got to fulfill my purpose? But all that need to be in line with each other. The core values is part of it. So yeah, this, this is kind of the bridge that I try to build in that way. No, I love it. Yeah, I mean... I was just quiet because I was, you know, uh, soaking it all in. That makes sense. You know, I'm getting is just, you know, once they start to understand the alignment, there's an interconnection and you start there. It helps to build your outer world once you become focused on who you really are. And that is true. Like if you, if you, if you go to the, especially again, uh, Western culture, you ask someone here in the States, like, you know, who are you? They're going to start with, well, I'm Thai. I'm from Northern California. I'm in insurance, right? They're going to go through a list of all the different uh, titles that they have or labels that they've given themselves or society's given them. Um, they're not going to tell you, well, I'm pure essence. I'm love. You know what I mean? Like that's not, that's not uh, where we're operating from, but that's really what you're saying. When you operate from that perspective and you get in alignment with your mission and you do things that fulfill you, then there's really no stopping to accelerate your goals. That's how I understood that. Yeah, for me, totally. And, and I often ask, ask my clients, uh, do you believe in God? Do you have any beliefs? Is there something uh, 
because I want to know how far I can go with certain things. And I tell them the way I work and see life. I tell them how, how I see it and tell them, listen, I believe that, that we all come from the same place. Body of Christ, you can call it the light. And I believe that we all come from that one place and we are all are one mind. We are all connected somehow. And, and if we are all coming from that, let, let's say from that one light, we all have the light within us. And then you hear sentences like nobody's perfect. I'm here to tell you you are perfect. We all are perfect. But what happens when we grow up is as kids, we face all these different experiences and, and, and create layer. Experience one, two, four, five, 10, 20. And now we have all these masks and these layers that forms us and, and shift our personality into something that we actually not are. And what happens when we grow up is layer face layer or liar face liar. Yeah. We don't see each other the way we truly are. And with the knowing that every human being on planet Earth must have that light within, I try to oversee this layer and connect with the light because I, I, I want to... I want to be happy with what I do. I want to connect. I want to give with love. I want to help and support and guide from, from the bottom of my heart and not for my, my wallet uh, to make money. It's, it's really, that's what I mean in the beginning when I said I, I, I work from a different place, from a place of love, because I truly try to connect. And I don't judge uh, someone for his or her behavior because that's an expression of their past experiences. And, and how can I be mad or frustrated about that? The only goal is to oversee that and ask myself the question, what do they need now in order to grow and achieve their goals? How can I support? And, and these are conversations that I often have with my clients so that they, they know why I do what I do. Well, it's a beautiful place to come from. Um, you know, I, I love, uh, I think you said, we talked about before when we, we chatted, uh, we could talk for a long time because I'm right there with you. I mean, people that listened uh, or watch on YouTube and you can't tell, but, you know, I've got prayer hands here. I've got uh, Buddha here. I've got uh, Ganesh there. And uh, that is Odin. So, you know, um, I always tell people I'm spiritually confused because it's just like we're all coming from that same source, right? It's just different ways of uh, connecting with light and love. Right. So, um, Pascal, where can people, if they would like to work with you, find out more about you, uh, find out more about your book, uh, where could they do that? The best place is probably my website, pascalbachman.com. I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, and I actually open a Facebook group where I invite entrepreneurs, executives, leaders to follow along with me. Uh, I did a diet 12 times the past 15 years, different diets each eight months. So I got like 220 back to 170 pounds in eight months. And then I did the next diet. The next diet, I fasted for 60 days, only water and tea, no supplements, nothing. That's so crazy. 
<laughs> and so I did that for 12 times and, and now I'm, I'm 47. I told myself I'm, I'm getting too old for that. I, I don't want to feel uncomfortable like this anymore. I do it one more time. So I ate myself up. And the way I did that is actually I eat a ton of M&Ms, like the family packs. <laughs> My wife in the bed, we watch movie and I, I just eat and eat. And uh, yeah, 215, and now I'm going back to 170, 175. And I invite all these people, it's no sales, no cross-sell, no upsell, no nothing. I don't sell anything. I just share my experience. How do I do it? I'm not saying this is right or wrong. This is how I do it. I share my workout. I share what I eat. I share when I eat. I share the mindset part, obstacles, problems, challenges that I face. I'm not motivated all the time. I'm teased by food sometimes. So I share all that with the hope that all these leaders out there who have value that today's society definitely need can provide that value for years to come because they are healthy. Yeah. yeah. And you said it uh, several times throughout the podcast and it wasn't missed by me, um, you know, because I'm, I'm in healthcare. You know, I help uh, put... Uh, businesses install their literally their healthcare, their medical coverage. And, you know, I joke, it's one of the things I say when I'm giving my presentations, but I'm like, Hey, the best claim to occur is the one that doesn't. Right. And so we're huge on preventative and making sure that, you know, you're getting ahead of health um, other than behind it. So it's, it's so important uh, to get out in front of all that stuff. So I would, um, I'll have links for everybody listening to all of Pascal's uh, Facebook group, uh, Instagram, and website, so you can scroll down and connect with him. I'm going to check out the group, if you don't mind, when you send me the link. Sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> man, the 60-day fast is crazy. I've done, I've done three days. It's something that I do 24 hours, you know, probably once or twice a month. Um, Good. And, I, and I've been really interested in doing 10 days uh, water fast, but 60, that's, that's another. You must have been just like completely just on that either just completely euphoric. You know what? Like after 60 days, the, the one reason why I started to eat is psychological. I thought like maybe it, it it's getting unhealthy now, but just because of the beliefs that I was fed for the past 40 years. But I felt like I'm fine. I worked out twice a day. Uh, I slept That's wonderful awesome. every single night. I didn't feel like I don't need food. I can go on for... I don't know how long I didn't feel like I need food or I'm, I'm not hungry, nothing. But we can talk about that uh, another time if, you, if you're interested in that. I can, I can tell you how I prepare myself to do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's going to be have to, I wouldn't recommend that for anybody. There's going to be a little bit of preparation for that. But uh, yeah. Pascal, thank you so much for the beautiful conversation and all the great work that you're doing to help people out there. I really encourage anybody, um, if you're a business leader, you have your, uh, a business yourself, an executive, uh, go work with them. Um, the best thing you can do, the best gift you can give yourself is, is to get healthy and get your business in line and, and have alignment just with yourself uh, spiritually. So thank you, Pascal. I really appreciate the conversation. Thank you very much for having me, Ty. Thanks.